always the main thing that we're wanting to keep in front of us is, you know, the, the point of worship is to take our eyes off of our problems and, you know, turn our eyes on to you know, who God is and turn our eyes on to God's promises and who He says He is. And so the whole point of, of worship is to turn our eyes from looking downward to looking upward. Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and today I'm really excited to welcome on the phone line Chris Brown, worship leader for Elevation Worship. Chris, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. It's uh, 40 degrees and rainy where I am, and uh, but I, I still say I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm trying to stay <laughs> inside and keep warm. <laughs> well, I know I know we're in Florida right now, so we have a little bit of a different weather outlook here in the studio. Oh, where wow. where are you located? We I'm currently in Minneapolis. Uh, oh yeah. So we had just uh we're just starting the first run of um a tour called Out by Tour. So our first show is tonight here with Jesus Culture and Lauren Daigle. And uh yeah, it's cold and wet right now in Minneapolis, so I'm jealous of sunny Florida. That's really cool though. I, I definitely, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm very familiar with the, the weather in that part. Uh, so, <laughs> so you've got a new album that just came out, There Is A Cloud. Um, so I guess just to dive into that, what makes this album for you guys different than some of the past albums? Yeah, so the album did just come out in March, and uh, you know, I think what, just to give some context to Elevation Worship, so we are um, just the worship ministry of Elevation Church, and so our, honestly, like our, our, our primary focus as a worship ministry is just serving our church and serving our people, and so to, that, that's always the foundation and the starting place for us, and where several years ago we began to write songs for our church and then that turned into releasing an album every single year for our church which is um uh has just grown into uh i guess god's god's expanded the platform a little bit for these albums so we're at a place now where um year over year our goal for for these these songs and these albums is just to give a, a picture of what God has done in the life of our church uh, over the last year um, for, for our people. It's to kind of set up some monuments and almost mile markers you know, of, of, of songs and God's faithfulness or God's promises through these songs. And for people to say, you know, I remember when I heard this song, the people of Elevation, that is, I remember when I heard this song and what God was speaking to me or what I was going through, what I was struggling with. And um, and so we, we do love that aspect of recording albums. I think specifically for this, this latest album, There is a Cloud, um, we always try to theme, uh, theme the album. And uh, I, I think the biggest theme of this album is, uh, is God's faithfulness. It's, you know, uh, whether you're um, experiencing, um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of, God's promises being fulfilled in this current season of your life, or whether you feel like you're in a dry season or a valley, um, the the truth of the matter is that 
uh, we do have a God who always remains the same, and when He speaks, you know, things into our lives, it's it's going to come to pass. Those things will come to pass, and those things will happen, and we will see the promises fulfilled. It's just um, every every one of us goes through different seasons, and so um, wherever people find themselves, they can't hold on to that truth that God is faithful. That's amazing. So when you look over the album, and I know this is always, whenever I ask this to, to musical artists, I feel like this is like asking you to pick between your children, but do you have uh, particular favorite songs from the album? Yeah, uh, it is it is difficult um, a bit. I would say um, the the title track of the album there's is a song called there is a cloud and uh and it's uh it it probably is one of the more unique songs uh lyrically um and uh it it stems uh but it is one of my favorites it's it stems from uh the story in in first kings where elijah has um just got done on mount carmel and he's called down fire from heaven, but Israel, the country, has been in a season of drought for three years. They have, they've had zero rain for three whole years, and uh, this, this whole miracle has just happened on Mount Carmel, and so he's done with that, and he has his servant with him, and he tells his servant, he, I guess Elijah has an idea that maybe this drought is coming to, the, to an end and after three years, and he tells his servant, go look for any sign of rain. Um, and his servant goes out over the, the hillside, and he looks towards the sea, and the Bible says that six times the servant came back to Elijah and said, there's, there's no sign of rain. We've been here three years. There's still no sign of rain. Elijah says, go back a seventh time, and when he goes back the seventh time, he says, I do see a cloud the size of a man's hand rising up over the sea. And I, I think when we, when we came to that story, we were, we were kind of circling that theme as a church, and um, and our, our pastor, Pastor Stephen Furtick, had been preaching, what do you do when you find yourself in a season of, of waiting, and when you feel like you've sown a seed, but it's just fallen on dry ground, and you don't see any sign of, of fruit coming up from what you've been sowing. And we were circling this passage in, in First Kings, and, uh, and the song really kind of stemmed from, from that, of like, if you can, if you can have the patience with God to trust it, you know, God told Elijah, you will see rain again. This drought isn't going to last forever. And he just had the patience to tell his servant, keep going back. And finally, on the seventh time, they, they saw it. And, um, you know, God, God came through on his word, of course. And so that's one of my favorites, personally. Um, I, there's another song called Yours, which is just, um, I guess you could call it a throne room song. It's, uh, it's taken from Revelation um, 4 and 5, and uh, it's been a very uh, special one to our church, and whenever we lead it, it, it just it has this tendency to shift the atmosphere. I think every time I hear it, even um, just in my car or whatever, I, I, it just totally shifts the atmosphere of kind of where my mind is. And, um, there's, a, there's another song called Do It Again, which... Um, which I, I think has been a favorite, a favorite one for our church at least. It's, it's really special for the album. So as you're describing the way that these songs came forth and that sort of thing, I, I have to say I'm, I'm consistently fascinated, especially by worship musicians, of that you're not just writing a song, but you're also trying to create a song that will cultivate an atmosphere of worship. 
So as a musician, how do you approach that project of writing a worship song? <laughs> yeah, um, I do think that that's, uh, that's something I, you know, myself and other songwriters constantly I think, find ourselves, um, you know, learning exactly how to do that. I, I do think, you know, always the main thing that we're wanting to keep in front of us is, you know, the, the point of worship is to take our eyes off of our problems and, you know, turn our eyes on to, you know, who God is and turn our eyes on to God's promises and who he says he is. And so the whole point of, of worship is to turn our eyes from looking downward to, to looking upward. And so in, in thinking, wow, the power of, a, of one song, or this, uh, you know, a song can actually have the power to, to do that and to, to change someone's perspective and to help lift their eyes. I think, um, and another, and another thing is, is always figuring out like, well, how, how many different ways can you actually say God is faithful? <laughs> like we've heard that in several songs. How many different ways can you, you know, circle God's, God's awesome. He's awesome in power. God is great and greatly to be praised. Like, I think trying to find a fresh way for people to hear it where it doesn't just kind of seem like I've heard this before and it doesn't quite resonate. I think one of the, one of the things that we've learned is, is taking specific passages and maybe even narratives or stories from, from scripture. Um, like the Elijah one I just mentioned, or, um, the song do it again is taken from uh when joshua is is leading the israelites to march around the walls of jericho and the opening line of the song is walking around these walking around these walls i thought by now they'd fall and so in the same theme of kind of being in this place of like waiting or anticipating god to do something what do we do when we find ourselves how, how can we say God will remain faithful. How can we say God will come through on a promise, but we find ourselves like walking around the same issue. I'm circling the same struggle that I've had, and I've been doing it for, you know, in Joshua's case, six days, and I feel like I don't even exactly, surely he had doubts of like, is this, is this stupid? <laughs> like what I'm doing, did I actually hear from God? Um, but how can we approach and give people an image of, um, you know, saying that, that that God will come through, but maybe taking it from a narrative of, of Scripture. And um, and I, I think, like, that's, that is one of our goals, is is almost to paint a picture from Scripture or paint a picture of, of um, vulnerability. I think in worship, uh, I do think there's, there's a certain um, element of just realness and honesty that we aim to have in, in our, in our lyrics that we don't want people to just, you know, read these words on a screen as we're in a church service or as they're listening to them and hearing them with, and, and have a level of plasticness, if I can put it that way. We want people to really feel like this. I relate to this. The struggle is real. We all have um, issues that we're, we're struggling with and things that we're trusting God for or trusting God with. And, um, and we're going to declare together that he's, he's an overcomer and through his spirit, we're overcomers as well. And so, um, yeah, I, I, that's, that's one way we, 
we've we've tried to approach our, our songwriting process over the last few years. That's really insightful. And and I think along similar lines then, what are you hoping that after people listen to There is a Cloud that they'll be able to take away from it? Um, you know, I, I, I really do think the our, our ultimate hope for any project would be that um, they can, uh, they do feel like the atmosphere of, of their, their day, the atmosphere of their heart is, um, shifts when they, when they hear this album, that it, it doesn't, um, that it, it, it puts their headspace and their heart in, in the place of, of worship. And it does, as I mentioned before, like get them to a place where, um, their problems or their day or the conversation they just had or, you know, cleaning the dirty dishes in the sink for the mom for the, you know, 100th time today as the kids just all threw them in the sink. That whatever people are facing um, in the day that this, this album can serve to, to lift, lift people's eyes and perspective and spirit off of what's happening right in front of them and, and not to forget that those things are normal and every day and they are ordinary parts of our day, but hopefully to shape them in a way that, you know, people can realize what I'm, all the ordinary things of my day, I can turn into an, you know, a, an act of worship. And um, hopefully this album serves to, to get people to that place and, and be a reminder. So then if people want to follow Elevation Worship, whether that's on social media or if they want to go see you guys on the Outcry Tour, where can they do that? Sure. Um, you can go to elevationworship.com. Uh, you can look at us on Instagram, follow us along there. Elevation Worship is the handle there. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Um, all of our outcry dates are on elevationworship.com, or you can go straight to outcrytour.com uh, right now, and that's that's a direct link, direct link there as well. So, fantastic! And the album's available wherever Christian music is sold. Exactly, you can pick it up wherever. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Chris. It's been awesome to talk with you and hear your heart on this. Would you mind closing us out in prayer? Absolutely. But thanks so much for every single person listening. I thank you for um, what you've placed in front of them today, specifically for everything that um, they're going to encounter, for all the conversations that they'll have, for the people the people that they'll meet. God, I pray blessing and favor over every one of those conversations. And for all of us, Lord, I pray that we just remain open-handed today, that our hands turn upwards and um, the posture of our heart. Um, does the same. And Lord, we just want to be used by you today. So use us to advance your kingdom, to love on others, and to see you in every one of our situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to Chris Brown from Elevation Worship here on Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us today. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.